So when the Bible talks about our hearts, our spirit, so lowercase s, mm-hmm. not capital S, not Holy Spirit, but our spirits, our souls, our hearts, all the same thing, talking about our inner person. And the inner person really determines your outlook, your happiness, kind of how you're doing in life. And sometimes on the inside, we get really empty. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about our souls. So, Chad, as we dive into this topic, a lot of people think about, oh, man, I need to take care of my body. I need to go to the gym. I need to watch what I eat. Uh, We're very aware of our physical bodies, but rarely do people go, okay, what shape is my soul in right now? Like how healthy is my soul right now? And and what does it need? Um, talk to us about that and the reality of we are we are souls that have bodies. Well, you said it just then, right? We we all think we're bodies that have a soul, and the the opposite is true. Um, yeah, I, I think right now, if you were to sit down. And just on a sheet of paper, maybe you can, if you're driving in the car right now, just picture this in your mind. Just just draw a gas gauge. Mm. So E would be on the left for empty. Mm-hmm. F would be on the right for fuel. And you were, to, you were to gauge yourself in the sense of just how you're feeling about life. Am I empty? Am I fuel? Am I full? Um, that's probably in the realm of your soul. Mm-hmm. Just how how is the inside of you? How is your inner person uh, doing. Do you mean tell you how I how I check mine? I don't I don't draw yeah. the gauge down. I I figured this out uh, a couple of years ago. So at my house, it's uh, my wife and actually my oldest son is uh, is away now. Mm-hmm. He he left uh, last Friday, which was uh, cause for tears and celebration all at once. Uh-huh. We're we're proud of him. He's up in. Uh, in Minnesota, doing some sales, and he's he's his first week, he killed it. He's doing great. He's like the number one producer. I'll just brag on him right now. And so now it's Katrina and our fourteen year old and and myself and our big dog Charlie. And so here's how I gauge. So did Charlie get his own room when Josh moved out? How did that work? Charlie has his own house. <laughs> Charlie goes where Charlie wants to go. Charlie, right now, right now, while I'm recording this. Probably at home, Charlie is lying on my spot on our bed. That's probably where he is. He got his own sleep number. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> but how I treat the dog uh, is a good indication of how my soul is doing. So Charlie, every morning, and he's a great big Rhodesian Ridgeback. He weighs like 130 pounds. He's got a massive head, but he'll come. I'll sit in my chair with my cup of coffee, and he'll come places head on my lap, mm-hmm. right? And all he's wanting is me to to, to pet him. But if he's a pain in the butt, if I'm like, get away, you know, go lay down, like that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of shoving him off of me all the time, that means I'm empty. Okay. But if I he comes in and I like pet him and I'm like, how you doing, big boy, you know, you're a good dog, that kind of thing, <laughs> then that means I'm probably more on the, on the full side of things when it comes to myself. So for me, how I gauge it. <laughs> is uh, how do how do I how do I treat the dog? But our our souls, um, the Bible teaches that everything flows from the the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a proverb: above all else, guard your heart, for it is the listen to these words wellspring of life. So when the Bible talks about our hearts, our spirit, so lowercase s, mm-hmm. not capital S, not Holy Spirit, but our spirits, our souls, our hearts, 
all the same thing, talking about our inner person. And the inner person really determines your outlook, your happiness, kind of how you're doing in life. And sometimes on the inside, we get really empty. Mm -hmm. I think we need to get Charlie one of those emotional support animal things so that you could take it when you travel, put it on the airplane with you, you know, and just gauge your soul as you're traveling around the country. Well, sometimes I'm on vacation from Charlie. That's that's why we're going out of town. Uh, He's, he's become, he's really Katrina's dog. Um, he follows her around everywhere. He's he's really her uh, protector. Uh, Ridgebacks are pack dogs, so he just checks in with me every nice. once in a while. But if I if I treat him nice, yeah. I know my soul's okay. And then if I, he's just a pain, then I'm, I know I'm probably empty. So I want to I want us to camp out here just for a minute. Talk about other ways that people might have an indication that their soul is on, that the fuel gauge is on empty, that their soul is is unhealthy in, in a sense, or uh, the opposite of it. How do you know when your soul is full? How do you know when that gauge is on full, that things are good, that you're in a good place, uh, and you can operate from a place of health internally? That's a great question. So a few things to think about as you evaluate that gauge, right, empty or full. Um, can you relax? Hmm. Meaning... Um, can you be in a room with no noise and be okay with that? Uh, does the TV have to be on? Uh, do you have to be looking at your phone? Uh, do you have to be busy? Uh, or can you allow yourself to, to chill out? Um, that's, that's a sole issue. If you are pulling in the driveway, right, and where we live, probably most of us have a garage door opener, you know, if you're pulling into the driveway and your family's in the house before you open the garage door, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, crap, there's people in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. then it could be that your soul is more uh, empty. If you find yourself dreaming of just hopping on your motorcycle or in your car and saying um, to heck with all this, right, or other words – you know, forget it. You just want to give everybody the uh, hand gesture and just mm-hmm. get out of here. Then, then your soul's probably, probably empty. Those, those would be some signs. Um, when you have a hard time focusing, you, you feel like things are just kind of out of whack. Um, normal little things that you would get done, but you're not getting done. Your yard has a bunch of weeds in it and you hate that, but right now that's how it is. Or your closet's all messed up and normally you like it neat. Just, just those kinds of things are signs that you might be running on empty. Yeah. One thing that that's helpful for me. Me, I kick the dog. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't kick the dog. Well, you mentioned the weeds thing. That's I, I mine. I push the dog away. When my backyard, the weeds is your yeah, thing. Yeah, when my backyard's a mess, I know that, that my soul's not in a good place because that means I don't have margin in my life, which mm-hmm. is why my yard's a mess. And uh, and so that's just an indicator. It's one of the symptoms of there's something else going on. Um, one of the things that's been helpful for me is – so I'm married and I can spot – in Lindsay when she's exhausted, when her soul is tired before she can. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always a delicate conversation when you bring that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can spot that in me before I can. And so one of the things that's been helpful is us communicating with each other and to, to go, hey, you doing okay? What's going on? And, and to help diagnose that. Because sometimes you don't realize, oh, I'm operating in a place of unhealth and it's affecting my relationships. You can see it at home a lot easier than you can see it in the workplace or you can see it other places. So um, so that's been good for us, open communication. And we get to learn each other's kind of indicators and tells of, okay, your, your soul's exhausted. Hey, go out, 
take a break, whatever you need to do to, to refuel. I'll take care of whatever it is, uh, cooking or watching the kids or, you know, I'll take over household stuff. You just get out, go get your nails done or whatever it is, you know, like yeah. just to breathe and just spend time alone or, hey, we're going to leave mom alone. She's going to go work out and then spend time just with Jesus. And we have this little space in our house that, that she goes into. Um, but yeah, that's been really helpful for us to identify for each other at times and go, hey, I'm noticing these symptoms coming back again. Well, well, yeah. So kind of the big thought underneath all these little examples mm-hmm. we're giving is uh, love requires energy. Mm-hmm. It just does. Um, love is a verb. Um, in the English language, there's several definitions of love. But biblically speaking, love is a verb. It's not something we feel. It's something that, that we do. But the challenge is uh, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, because we all have limited energy stores, is if we're pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, it gets to a place where there's nothing left. Yeah. Thus, whatever's left in the tank, I'm leaving that for my wife, uh, for my sons, and for my job. And so the dog's getting nothing. Yeah. Right? I'm sorry, dog. You're below the line right now. You can't pour from an empty cup. And so when we talk about uh, refilling our souls, going from empty back to full, we're talking about how to refill that cup. Yeah. Because the Christian life, this might sound familiar to you, Robert, is learning to receive. Mm -hmm. It's it's that's the same idea. You're filling the cup. Yep. It's learning to receive God's love, mercy, grace, and truth. Uh, God works it in, and then we pour it out. That's Mm -hmm. how it works. God works it in us, and then we pour it out amongst us. And so here in this series, we're talking about rhythm. Mm -hmm. And the rhythm that we're talking about is that being filled and then pouring out again and being filled and Mm -hmm. then pouring out again. But there are times when, like my example a moment ago, I'm pulling in the driveway going, oh, crap, there's people in there. Well, when I start thinking that, that means I've allowed that cup to get empty. Yeah. And so I need to figure out how to fill it up again. And there have been moments you were talking about how Lindsay spots it and you – before you realize it. Um, now, I, I do think – I'll have to check with Katrina later today to see if this is true. I do think <laughs> I've, I've gotten better with this mm-hmm. over time. But there used to be moments where I would go camping by myself. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> there would be moments when Katrina would be like, um, I, th- I think it might be time for, <laughs> for you to go camping. And what she was saying is, I, I think you're empty. Yeah. But as we started this, you know, everybody's thinking about their body – Oh, I got to lose some weight. Oh, I need to whatever. Um, you know, we get checkups, right, for our physical health. But to your point, life really flows from the soul. Mm-hmm. And so to to think about where you are on that gauge from empty to, to full is really, really important. So, and and I want us to get into this idea of rhythms. Before we do that, what are what are some of the indicators for you personally that, okay, my tank is full? And and my cup is overflowing. Like I'm ready to pour out. I'm ready to give. How do you know? How do you identify that for yourself? So these are little things. Uh, I mentioned the dog. Mm-hmm. When I like the dog, that means I'm doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I smile a lot mm-hmm. when my uh, tank is full. Uh, when I hear myself laughing, mm-hmm. that means my tank is full. Um, when I sing... And you've heard me do this when we're out goofing off. I'll just start singing for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's a really good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, when I will sit in my backyard and uh, you know enjoy the nice weather and watch my son swim, mm-hmm. perhaps 
enjoy a glass of wine with my wife, that's a really good sign. So it's those kinds of things. I, I know I know when it's full. And, and you know, right now somebody's going, well, that doesn't sound very spiritual. When you are enjoying your life, mm-hmm. your tank is full. Mm-hmm. When the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is evident in your life, mm-hmm. uh, your, your tank is full. That's what I'm saying. These are really practical examples I'm giving of um, – having fullness in my soul yeah. and I'm, I'm enjoying life that the spirit is is evident i would yeah. i would say 100 percent. when you enjoy your life um you are glorifying god in that if you're doing it in a way that's not sinful now you can say oh i'm, I'm enjoying a, a pleasure or whatever but it's in a way that is not god honoring but when you are truly just enjoying the little things the gifts of life the relationships that god has provided that glorifies god my um my daughter, she was in a race, and I'm going to brag on my daughter since you bragged on your son. Yeah. And uh, she was in a race. It was with other schools, and it was all the top sixth graders got to go in this race. Well, she wins the race, and I was elated, and it wasn't because my daughter got first place. I mean, that was pretty cool. I was a proud dad in that moment, but watching the joy that she was experiencing, she was exhausted, but she was, like, shocked that she had won, and she's talking to the other girls and, like, high-fiving, and um, the joy it brought me as a dad, I realized the joy I was experiencing in that moment wasn't I'm living vicariously through my daughter. The joy I was experiencing was seeing her have joy. Yeah. And and I think we we underestimate the joy that it brings our Heavenly Father when He sees us experiencing joy. And so there's something very spiritual about enjoying your life and enjoying moments. Yeah. This, well, the same thing with my son. What, what made me so happy was not that he was the top whatever, mm-hmm. is he said, Dad, I think I'm really good at this. Yeah. And that just made me smile. Yep. Yeah, good for you, bud. Yeah. Um, in the book of Nehemiah, it flat out says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about here in, in the sense of our soul, empty, full, is uh, it's kind of a joy tank. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you on that? Um, and the amazing thing is I can have a bunch of hard things at work or hard things I'm dealing with, uh, with family and all that, and still have joy. So joy's not happiness per se. Happiness is kind of like, I mean, you can do something wrong and have, be happy for a little mm-hmm. bit. But joy is just kind of this deep-seated peace. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's rest for your soul. Mm-hmm. It's shalom, Right is the is the Hebrew word, and when you say deep, we're talking about getting beyond just the physical body, but to the soul. Yeah. That's the depth. It's it's if you've if you've ever on a Sunday afternoon um, had a really good meal, right, and you had a good week at work, and on Sunday you're celebrating it. Your mama made fried chicken, <laughs> right? I'm talking about my life now, um, and and you have a really good meal, and you're just on the couch. And you're just content and you take a nap. Okay. That would be a physical sign of what we're talking about in the realm of soul. It's in this series, we're talking about deep rest, we're talking about deep uh, contentment, mm-hmm. we're talking about margin in your life. So you're actually enjoying yourself, mm-hmm. right? You're not just surviving, you're, you're living. Um, this is God's will for us. Right, so I'm going to give the fruit basket again. So see if any of these things sound good. So when you're full, using the word full, when you're full of the Spirit, okay, so we're to pray, be filled with the Spirit. That's what we're talking about. God, you work it in me, I'll work it out. You can't pour from an empty cup. God, fill my cup. Come Holy Spirit, right? Here's the fruit in that fruit basket. 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those things are things that God wants to be evident. He wants those things to be evident in our life. And so, yeah, when we talk about rest for our souls, we're talking about being full of those things. Okay. So now let's get practical because we talked. I'm not full. You hear my stomach growl over here? Did you uh, hear no, that? No, but we can. Uh, that I'm sure we can made the mic. Yeah. Maybe we can edit that in if it didn't. Okay. That way it's really emphasized. Yeah. Maybe there's a metaphor there. Somebody's soul is growling for, <laughs> for fruit right You got now. the indicators the going. The fruit of the spirit. Um, practically, there, there are rhythms to life. And and you talked about this uh, recently about how we, we tend to think about life. I need to balance things. I need oh, to keep yeah. everything balanced. Um, that's not how life actually works. Yeah. Well, if you try to balance things, it will stress you out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to your point, I, I didn't mean to no, cut going. you off. And keep going. Feel free to do the run. Nothing in God's creation uh, tends to work in the realm of balance. I mean, mm-hmm. there's probably some examples, right? Uh, but usually it's rhythm mm-hmm. in in the sense of things that are moving yeah. and, and living. Yeah. Even if even if you think with me here for a second, say imagine you're looking at like a still pond and it looks like, wow, that thing's – well, if you look closer, if you get into what's actually happening is there's electrons giving and taking. There's a lot of motion actually happening. It looks calm, but there's actually this rhythm to it and there's a give and a take to it. And and it's in relationship with the sun and evaporation and nature and all the cycles of everything. And the earth is dancing with the sun and all that. And your body, your heart beats to a rhythm. It's not balanced. Uh, balance would be the sound of you flatlined. That's balanced. Mm-hmm. This is... Yeah. This is rhythm. And even you you use this analogy earlier of, you know, we, we pour out, but then God pours it in. When you breathe right now, breathing isn't balanced. It's either all in or all out. There's a rhythm to it. There's a pattern to it. And and you see it in nature. You see it in creation. And you see it on a spiritual realm, too, when we talk about the soul. There's, there's rhythms. And God's given us guidance on here's the right rhythms for your soul. So talk through what what is a healthy rhythm for the soul look like. Yeah. Well, what does your heart do, right? It beats. Yeah. So God put some things in place. Um, and you're going to talk about this in the series. Uh, he said there should be a rhythm to the week. Mm-hmm. Um, one day a week. I want you, I want you to work. So six days, right? But one day a week, take a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And you know what I want you to do on the Sabbath? I want you to enjoy your life. Yeah. Right. Now, religious people tried to run that. And talked about all the things you can't do yep. on the Sabbath. But the principle is, uh, I want you to enjoy your life. And the amazing thing is when God gave that, and, and by the way, that's not a suggestion. That's, that's a command. A command. Yeah. Uh, it's in the top 10. Mm-hmm. It's in the 10 commandments. When God gave that command, he gave that to people that were coming out of slavery. Mm-hmm. And the irony is what we do, uh, even in the United States of America, right, is is we choose slavery. Mm. Uh, we choose to stay attached to our phone. We choose to stay attached to a screen. We choose to stay uh, attached to work, you know, on and on it goes. But God said, hey, one day a week, just trust me. I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. There's things you don't have to worry about. Uh, take, take a Sabbath mm-hmm. and, uh, and enjoy your life. I, I'm going I'm to give a really goofy example. So right before we came in here and did the podcast, I was talking to the young lady that does uh, social, social media. media stuff mm-hmm. for me. 
And if you're wondering if I make all those little videos, if you're on social media with me, no, somebody else does that. And so I was talking to her. I haven't looked at social media in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a break. I'm a little bit of an addict, so I've cheated a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But uh, my goal is to have a significant break for social media. And I can do that because there's a person on our team that does that yeah, for me. Yeah, because there's a job side to it of like, oh, I got to post things. I got to yeah. stay engaged. And that's important. Mm-hmm. And I want that. But um, her name is Johnny. She's taking care of that for me. But the biggest things that have happened on my Instagram account in a long time happened these past two weeks when I haven't even looked at it. Mm. And I think there's so many things like that in life. Um, we have such a tight grip mm-hmm. on some things that I think if God could have his way with us, because he allows us free will, he would want us to loosen our grip a little bit. And, and trust him. Nothing will exhaust your soul more than putting yourself in the place of God. Mm-hmm. I talked about this in the forgiveness series. You want to stay off God's chair. Yeah. Uh, you don't belong there. Your butt is way too small for that great big chair. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you can't live under the weight and responsibility of it. So I just gave a goofy example. But the Sabbath is, would you just let go? Mm-hmm. Would you just trust me? Because perhaps God can do a whole lot more than we can. And he loves us, cares for us. He sees what we can't see. He knows what we don't know. And as our loving Abba, as our father, uh, he says one day a week, just let it all go. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And uh, and trust me. So that's a rhythm yeah. that he put in place, the yeah. Sabbath. Yeah. He understands we can't pour from an empty cup, as you said earlier. And yeah. So there's this this refilling that's to happen on a weekly basis. And, um, and there's also daily rhythms. And that's why we have sunsets. That's why we have sunrise and all of that is is teaching us the rhythms of of how life works. And then there's yearly rhythms, that there's patterns to the year where God says, hey, this day is going to be a holy day, a holiday. You're going to set that day apart and you're going to remember this on that day. And this day, it's going to be another holy day. And there's a rhythm to the year and, and how the people of Israel were to pause and reflect and look back and celebrate and look forward. And God lays that out throughout the year. And and there's a rhythm to how a year should go. And and for us as individuals, that maybe we're not connected to this ancient Jewish Jewish culture, and so we miss out on, there, there are rhythms to the year, there are rhythms to the week, rhythms to the day that God wants us to be in step with and, and to find that rhythm. And in that, uh, you're going to find that there's less weeds in your backyard and that you kick the dog less yeah. and that you have margin for relationships and the things that do matter most in the end. Um, but it, there, there's a discipline to that. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and again, the, the myth of balance, right? And the way God created, created things, winter is not balanced with summer. Mm-hmm. It's either winter or it's summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are going to be seasons in your work life where you're going to work a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, if you're an entrepreneur, you, you know right now what I'm talking about. And people don't think of, uh, I'll, I'll go with me, people don't think of me as an entrepreneur, but I'm, I'm kind of in the function of life, you know, the church was a lot smaller when I came, and I've got lots of employees, so I kind of lived that entrepreneurial life. There are seasons when I'm not balanced at all. Mm-hmm. I'm working way too much. But when I know I have those seasons, I have to talk to my family. I have to lead them. I have to lead myself. Uh, like when I was a youth pastor, when I was at camp, I wasn't living a balanced life. Mm-hmm. That whole week was teenagers, man. Yep. And it was 24 hours a day for five days of camp. Yeah. And so if I was married at the time, I would have that really busy week, right? And then I might a week or two after have 
100% of the time, I'm going to take a vacation and spend all that time with the family. Mm-hmm. So that's that ebb and flow yep. of, giving and taking and, uh, yep. of life. Um, I usually, Katrina and I just got back from Nashville. Usually um, after Easter, a week or two after Easter, I'll, I'll do a trip with her. Mm-hmm. Um, because going into Easter for me is really busy. Um, it's the pressure of Easter and, and my job. So you, you just think about the seasons of life, seasons of work, uh, seasons with your kids, all those kinds of things. Um, I know you and Lindsay do this. Katrina and I do a date night mm-hmm. every week. Well, that's that's rhythm. Yep. Um, because as much as I would like to spend a ton of time with her every night and see her every night and, you know, have hours of conversation, that's not going to happen in the real world. Yeah. Uh, so we say we're going to dedicate this this day. Yep. Uh, that it's just you and me, baby. Mm-hmm. And so that happens in the rhythm of every week. So it's just those kinds of things of thinking, what are my priorities? How can I calendar those in? Calendar is real important. And, and you figure out the rhythm because balance is a, is a myth. When, when you begin to have the ability to focus, you're, you're learning rhythm. And, and in other words, when you're at work, you're thinking about work. Mm-hmm. And when you're at home, you're thinking about home. That's, that's when you're in a good rhythm. Yeah. Right. So, so focus is a big part of that. But we're talking about this in the series. It's such a big deal yeah. as far as quality of life goes. Yep. And we'll keep unpacking this on the podcast in uh, the next few weeks here. Chad, thanks for being a part of this. And if you were helped by this in any way, anything that you found helpful, would you share this? Uh, also, if you haven't already, you can subscribe, like, all of those things. Um, but thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.